Clemson week rolls on, and today Owen and I have a special guest to help us break down the Tigers as we can only do so much on our own. Going to give us all the insight in the world. This is Locked On Syracuse. It starts right now. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Bonaparte. That's Owen Valentine. This is your Thursday episode. Thanks for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And as I mentioned, our special guest today, the voice of the Clemson Tigers, Don Munson, with us. Don, thanks so much for being on. Absolutely. Glad to be with you all. Don, b- before we get started, I had to start with this. I was scrolling through Twitter, and I-, I would be remiss to start this without mentioning that you have a new member of the the Munson household as of a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we do. We have a we have a pup. She turned ten today. Uh, we have a special needs child in our household, so uh, she'll be trained over the next eighteen months to be a companion and service dog for our daughter Michelle. So. Right now, she's all puppy. I mean, we're we're going through the puppy stage. It's been 32 years since the Munson household has had a pup in the household. So, this is this is we you forget over time just how difficult this is. But it's it's she's a lot of fun. That's lovely. Uh, That's awesome. My dog. We tried to have him do the same thing, being like a training dog, and he did not pass the class. <laughs> well, we've we've had one before, but he came to us fully trained, and and actually the the uh, the lady that trained that dog is helping us train this dog. So uh, I'm hoping that we have success. But like you, it's a it's a it's a steady journey. All right, it's not going to happen overnight. It take us 18 months. Slow and steady wins the race, and we'll see in 18 months if we can get her fully fully certified. Lovely. All right, let's hop into football. Uh, this obviously is the the big week for Syracuse football. Every year, it is the same thing. Clemson, where's Clemson on the schedule? It is a big thing for Syracuse fans, like it is for for Duke in basketball season. It's it's the old one sided rivalry where Syracuse cares and the other team absolutely does not. Um, but our question is, what do Clemson fans? How does everyone feel in Clemson uh, about playing Syracuse? Well, I can tell you that the does not care scenario here is false. Clemson, oh, we love do that. Care. We do care because this is important. I mean, if, if we're going to reach our goals, we need to win this game. Coach Sweeney preaches that. Uh, so, you know, we want to go 38 and 0 at home. We want to win the 14th game in a row to keep the nation's longest winning streak going. Uh, you know, so we want to make the college football playoffs. So, no, this is a big game. This is. This is really big, as a matter of fact. So, so big, we scheduled you for homecoming. All right. So, True. not Wagner or whoever you all scheduled for, for homecoming. <laughs> was it Bryant or Wagner or something? Wagner. Like that? Who was Wagner. For? Yeah, Wagner. So, not Wagner that only has one side, that only has, uh, stands on one side of the football field. Now, you're going to come into 80,000 plus, and they will be hostile to the Orange. I can guarantee you that. 
I, I'm going to jump in with this one, but my parents uh, will be down there. My sister is a freshman at Clemson right now, but my parents are going to be down there. She's a smart uh, one of the group. Uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently there'll be, uh, they'll be in their Syracuse gear. Uh, are they going to be treated friendly? Is this? A oh no. Yeah. No, no, no. We'll, we'll invite you in. You, you come on in tailgate with us. You know, we'll uh, obviously a 12 noon game, by the way, just to let them know, you need to let them know this. If you're not there by nine o'clock in the morning, you're going to be stuck in traffic for hours. Okay. So All you right. need to make sure you tell them to get there before nine o'clock because if they're not, okay. it's going to be ugly and they're going to be, they're not going to like it, but get there early. Uh, absolutely. We'll invite you to the tailgate. Come on in, you know, have, have some breakfast, you know, get ready for the game. And then when it's all over, come on back, find us again. And we'll, we'll talk about what has just uh, transpired in death Valley. That's good insight right there. Yeah. I can't get Thank that you. anywhere else. Um, <laughs> so how important, I mean, we talked about how, you know, you already mentioned that, you know, Clemson's taking this game pretty seriously. Uh, but this is kind of the end to how difficult their schedule has been in the first half. Do you think compared to what the back half looks like, are they kind of tired having just played so many great teams back to back to back? I don't think so. Uh, you know, I think that maybe what happens in this scenario, because I've just seen it happen so many times, is that next week is an open week. All right. So you can't you can't have your team getting caught looking forward to an open week, you know, where they, where they will get some time off. Coach Sweeney usually will give them maybe Thursday, Friday, Saturday off, and then reconvene on, uh, on Sunday. He may just give them Friday and Saturday off this issue, but it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But I think that's the big thing is that you can't get caught in that scenario looking ahead to an open week because that will kill you. That will absolutely kill you. But I guarantee you, you know, that there's, believe me, I've been around the team too much this week. Coming out of Tallahassee, was in the locker room, obviously, after the game in Tallahassee. And that win, believe me, the focus was, hey, enjoy this one. We're going to dance. We're going to celebrate. We're going to enjoy this one until we get back to campus. And they didn't get back to campus till after 6 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. Um, but let's enjoy it. But let's focus. We need to focus and get get your mind right for what's, what's going to happen. Because this Syracuse club can beat you. They absolutely uh, can beat you. They got enough defensively. They got enough offensively. They can cause problems. Uh, this is going to be the 10th straight season uh, that Syracuse and Clemson have met since Syracuse joined the ACC. Is there, just looking at this Clemson team as a whole, is there a team from that stretch that you think this team really compares to or is similar to, or is this Clemson team its own beast? No, I, I think that every Clemson team is its own beast because the pieces of the puzzle are so different from, from year to year. So, um, you know, I, I think this this group is is making its own is making its own history. He's writing its own story, so to speak. And uh, that's, that's another thing, actually, that, that Coach Sweeney preaches. You know, last year's touchdowns, last year's tackles don't win games. You got to go out and earn what you get now. And so um, that's that's the way they look at it. That's the way they strive. And and it is very much a week to week process. You know, he, he has a thing that he calls windshield mentality. You got to forget what's in the rearview mirror. You have to focus what's right in front of you. Uh, and this week's game is always the biggest game of the week of the year. And that's why they take this thing so seriously. That's why this game isn't somewhat serious uh, to Clemson. It is very serious to Clemson. 
And on the other side of that coin, you talked about, is this uh, a different, or does this Clemson team match up to another one? How about the Syracuse team in Clemson's eyes? Of all the teams that, that Clemson has played, uh, that Syracuse has fielded, do you think that this one has the best chance of earning a win in Death Valley? Oh, uh, well, I think, yeah. I, I would say that's that's probably the, the case for, from that. I think that, again, just because of, uh, you know, you got an experienced offensive line, so guys that, that have played together, I think that's first and foremost, that's key. Uh, that's one of the things that you always look for. And then there's enough, there's enough, you know, skilled talent that is there, certainly at running back, certainly at quarterback with what's been going on, and a quarterback that will run over you if you give him the opportunity, he's going to take off and and run with the football and he's going to run. He's, you know, he's, he does have some moves, but he's also a guy that can lower his shoulder and just run right through you. Uh, Cause he's a big, strong, fast kid. Uh, so yeah, this is a, this is a team that I think, you know, when you look at a scenario like this and you're traveling, they always talk about defense travels. Well, your offense better travel because you know what? You always have to be one point better than the opponent. No matter what. So this is an offense that can be one point better than Clemson when it is all said and done. When we look at this at this Clemson team and you say that, you know, it doesn't compare because it's the new pieces to the puzzle to to years to years past. Is there something about this team that you think stands out or makes it a little bit unique or that is a little bit different from maybe the teams that we're used to seeing? Well, I, I think with this team, what we have seen happen is that they are growing week to week, which is to me is really exciting because they haven't played their best football yet. They haven't come close to playing their best football yet. So uh, you know, you'd like to see them come out and here in, in game eight, let's give, let's see them play their best football game of the year. And that's what they've been doing each week. They've steadily gotten a little bit better. Uh, now last week, you know, all of a, they're up 20, uh, all of a sudden on, on Florida state, the fourth quarter got a little interesting and coach Sweeney wasn't, wasn't thrilled about that. So it wasn't a complete game, but nevertheless, they still got better. And it was a situation where they could learn from that, how to go ahead and put away an opponent. So that's I think is is a thing that that we're looking at the defensively. You know, this was a this was a defensive group that was talked about maybe being the best in the nation. They haven't lived up to that billing, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, let's just be perfectly honest. They have not lived up to that billing. Some of it has been because they just haven't had all the parts together. There's been some injuries, particularly along the defensive line, that have have kept uh, people that were counted on. I think to begin the season to say, hey, this is. This is a reason why this defense is probably going to be among the best in the nation. Those pieces are back now. They're they're all back. Obviously, you know the story that has gone on with Brian Brissy, and Brissy is is probably still working his back way back into football shape from the three to four week period that he had with the with the loss of his sister Ella, and then just what that did mentally to him uh, as well. If you don't think that that had a ripple effect also inside the team. Uh, you're just you're sadly mistaken, you know. So uh, I think that this is this is a team that really does still have its best football. That's what has me excited about it because I want to see what this team is game ten, game eleven, and then game twelve because I think they're going to be significantly better even than they will be uh, on Saturday in Death Valley. Let's take a quick break to tell you about our sponsor, one of them for this episode, Sweat Block was created by a doctor to help with his own excessive sweating. It's doctor-created and doctor-recommended. If you or someone you know is experiencing sweat or odor, embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweat Block. 
Save 20% with promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com, also available on Amazon. Okay, Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine with the voice of the Tigers, Don Munson. Uh, let's get into a little bit of the personnel on this team. DJ Uyunglele is obviously the biggest name uh, probably on the team, at least on the offense. Last year, definitely had a down year. Uh, I don't think anybody really expected it. We saw a glimpse of him behind Trevor Lawrence a couple of seasons ago where he threw five touchdowns. He looked great. Last year gets the starting role and just didn't look like what everybody thought he was going to be. This season, though, the man has been fantastic. 21 touchdowns, 17 through the air, four on the ground. The guy's been fantastic. How did he turn it around? Pieces of the puzzle around him are better. And I think that's just that's just that's a simple answer. You know, the first seven games of the of the year last year, when Clemson opened up four and three, they started six different combinations on the offensive line. This year, it's been solid. You know, it, there hasn't been any change from game to game with who's starting up front and who's playing a majority of the snaps up front. So that that's one. Also, the wide receiving core has been much better and hasn't been injured like it was last year. We we only finished with three scholarship wide receivers at the end of the year. Uh, and when we went to play Iowa State, we were down 30 guys when we went to play Iowa State. 30 scholarship guys, not just guys of the 105 or – I guess actually 125 at that time that were on the team, but uh, 30 scholarship guys that were on the team, uh, you know, still figured out a way. And I think that was probably, you know, you start out four and three and everybody's down, but then Clemson takes off, you know, and wins six games in a row. Now seven games in a row here, all of a sudden it's 13 in a row, you know, that helps, but there was injury at running back last year. Um, You know, there was, it was just, it was a mess. It was an absolute mess mess now dj probably does you know and he will assume some of the responsibility but the difference between dj last year and like you said dj two years ago was because two years ago again the pieces of the puzzle were all there you had amari rogers uh you know and, and cornell powell at wide receiver i don't think i need to tell you at syracuse about that combination they did some damage uh, up up there Amari so Rogers, you know, they they are guys that flat out got it done and are now playing in the national football league uh so and also carmen jackson you know was up front as an offensive lineman the offensive line was was experienced and had was was cohesive they had played together for a couple of seasons so there was all those reasons um you know that that are there and that's what we're beginning to see that's that's why i'm ex- that's why i said this team continues to build the chemistry up front continues to build for this offensive line. You have three pieces of the puzzle on the offensive line that are starting at different positions from last year. So you got to figure all of that out. A young freshman right tackle that's going to get tested Saturday. They're going to, if you don't think that they're going to come after that right tackle, you're sadly mistaken because they're going to come after the young freshman right tackle. So how does he respond? How does he stand up? He didn't have a great game at Florida state, but he needs to respond. He needs to get better. Uh, so those are, those are the reasons I think that DJ is playing better. Plus, y'all may not be aware, but there was some off-field stuff going on inside the family. His mom and his dad are going through a pretty nasty split. And so that that wears and tears on a 19-year-old when he's 2,000 miles away from home and he's being sure. pulled at one way by a father and one way by a mother. And that's that's just not easy in any way, uh, shape, or form. So there was, there was a lot of uh, exterior stuff that was was going on in DJ's life. Whereas this year, he's been what I call Zoom focused. Man, he's had the blinders on, and he's been absolutely Zoom focused. 
when you look at this team, obviously there are big names that are they're popping off the off the stat sheet and off the page on on both sides of the ball. Is there like an unsung hero or two on this team that you feel like maybe could get a little bit more recognition than they do? Well, Tyler Davis is probably one. I mean, Tyler Davis in the Nagurski Award uh, preseason watch or whatever it was that just was released this week comes out. Tyler Davis isn't even on it. There's four Clemson Tigers and Tyler Davis isn't there. That's a huge mistake, a big mistake. Tyler Davis is first-round NFL material. I mean, he really is. I know that because I've talked to the scouts that have been here each and every practice and watching it, and there are several teams that are just drooling over the chance to get their hands on Tyler Davis. Tyler Davis is a little bit bigger and quicker. Grady Jarrett is what he is. So wow. go watch Grady Jarrett playing for the Atlanta Falcons right now, and you'll see you'll see what I'm talking about. So he probably is is probably the most unsung guy that is on on this football team. I think that also KJ Henry at the defensive end spot. KJ right now is playing like a first team All American, uh, and that that is something that he, be perfectly honest, has not shown in his career. Now he's been steady. He's been pretty good. He played. He played very well last year, particularly down the stretch during the six-game win streak to finish things off. But we haven't seen this level of play uh, that has, has come out of KJ. And Miles Murphy, who is projected to be, you know, maybe among the top 20 picks uh, in this year's draft, all of a sudden he has elevated his game to a different level the last three or four games. Part of that was because Sweeney called him out for being lazy, being lackadaisical and doing what he should be doing in practice and that kind of stuff. So he's kind of lit a fire underneath him, and and uh, Miles has responded. Wow, I feel like you know it's a little bit easy to get lost in the shuffle, at least for the, from the media's eyes, when there are so many great Clemson defensive linemen every single year. Uh, almost easy for people to forget about Tyler Davis, but we talked about him yesterday. That guy is fantastic. Um, but I want to switch over to the offensive side. Uh, again, talk about Will Shipley and the year that he's having because he has been integral to that offense. So flipping good. 11 touchdowns already for the running back. Where do you think he ranks in the ACC among running backs? Oh, I think he's definitely the top five. And I'm not going to say he's the best in the in the league, but I think he's a top five running back. He's also a, a guy, though, I don't know that he necessarily gets the touches that a lot of other running backs in this league get now. He got 26 touches last week and was ACC running back of the week. He had 20 carries, six six receptions, also had the big kickoff return. So actually, if you want to count that, there's 27 touches uh, that that he got. And that's that's the kind of thing I think that they're gearing up as we go down the stretch here, probably for Shipley to to do more and more of. Uh, it's it's funny because you go back and you look at C.J. Spiller, for, for instance. C.J., when the, um, when the change at – at coach was made in 2008, right? So Spiller at that time in, in one game prior to the change uh, had only touched the ball twice in the first half. And this is CJ Spiller that we're talking about. All yeah. right. So, yeah. I mean, just a game, every time he touched the ball, you hold your breath because you think that he can go the distance. He only touched it twice. Coach Sweeney quickly, obviously when he took over the reins midway through eight, he made a change immediately at offensive coordinator and then he decided, you know what? I'm going to start giving 28 the ball and letting him touch the ball a whole lot more. And that's exactly what they did. And, and the team, you know, certainly responded to that. So Shipley, I think, again, coming into this weekend is probably going to be 20 plus touches. They're going to figure out ways to get him the football because he can catch the ball coming out of the backfield. He can definitely do that. And he's back there on kickoffs as well 
returning kicks. And, you know, you may get a chance to return one out of four or five kicks, but when he has returned them, he's, he's done a pretty good job of, of that. When you look at this, at this Clemson team as a whole, and when you look at this offense and this defense, I mean, they, they both have really been outstanding. Dabo talked a lot about the, the Syracuse offense in his press conference yesterday. Uh, the defense for Syracuse, has there been a lot of talk about sort of the matchup? I felt like the defense sort of fell through a little bit uh, in his discussion. Not that he didn't acknowledge them at all. I know he gave a nod to to Deuce Chestnut and Garrett Williams at the corners uh, specifically, but is there worry about how this Syracuse defense sort of can match up with this offense as a whole? Well, what, they're the eighth total defense in the nation, I think it is right now. Uh, yeah, so believe me, there's plenty of respect for what they can do. They're not a big defense. They're a little undersized, but they're very fast, and, and they are also – they know their technique. They're they're very disciplined in in what they do. The back four is is really really good. I mean, it's really good. So if you have a good back four, generally that means the front seven is getting the job done and is putting pressure uh, pressure on quarterbacks at, at least. So it's a scheme I think that is is made. It's more of a speed scheme defensively. They want to look for some mismatches, maybe some guys where they can send two guys through a through the B gap or two guys through the A gap and see if somebody misses out on a block, somebody doesn't pick something up, take advantage of your mistakes. That's the way I, I see this, this defense playing. And we're going to find out, does defense travel? And I think we're about to find that out on, on Saturday. This is going to be a big test, I think, for Syracuse uh, defensively. I mean, the only road game has been at UConn, and this is going to be a little different than UConn. Absolutely. And you can say that in this press conference too. Uh, okay. Let's take another quick break before we wrap up. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine with the voice of the Tigers, Don Munson. Don, uh, Garrett Schrader recently said, I think it was today uh, on ACC Network or an ACC Network sideshow, that he thinks Syracuse really matches up well against Clemson and that he thinks this is the year uh, Syracuse takes down Clemson. How do you feel about that? I'm not shocked that he would say that's what you want your quarterback to say, right? I mean, you don't want your quarterback to say, man – you know, we're going to Clemson. We, man, I don't know about this matchup. No, uh-uh. You want him entering with all the confidence of, of a conquering Caesar coming into this place. I mean, that's the way that you want your quarterback to play. And he should, he should say those things. He should, they're, he's undefeated. They're undefeated right now. Um, you know, buddy, doing this with you and then, you know, doing some other, sometimes I have to, I have to come up to Syracuse and talk you guys off a cliff sometimes, you know, <laughs> uh-uh. You know, you all have have the have the right to come in here thinking you can win. That's part of the positive mindset that you have to have to win coming. Man, if you don't think you can win and you don't picture winning in Death Valley, then you're not going to do it. I mean, you're simply not going to do it. And I have no problem with, with Garrett Trader saying that, and I fully expect him to be brilliant on Saturday. It's up to Clemson 
to make him non-brilliant. It's up to Clemson to take that positivity, to take his confidence away. I will say, Don, just on your point of talking us off the cliff, you were the one last year who told <laughs> me that Dino was going to be just fine. And you were the only one saying it at the time. So I got to give you credit for that. Well, I mean, you look at Syracuse, look at the game last year. Syracuse had an opportunity to win that game. I mean, totally. They did. They absolutely had an opportunity uh, to win that game. So uh, I, I like Coach Babers. You know, just give him, you know, patience is a virtue in this day and age. Uh, is particularly, you know, social media wise, uh, there is no patience there. You know, people need to understand that less than 30% of all Americans are on social media, by the way. That means there's 70% of folks that are out there, majority of people who aren't. So you, when you see something on Twitter or you see something on Instagram or whatever, you know, social media platform that you use, it's not the truth. All right. It's just all it is is somebody's opinion. Uh, and, you know, so don't. Don't buy into that uh, when, when you see it. You have covered uh, a good number of Syracuse versus Clemson <laughs> games. Is yep. there a moment either on or off the field that, that stands out to you as like your most memorable moment from a Syracuse Clemson game, uh, traveling before the game, after the game, during the game, anything that really stands out? The 96 yard touchdown pass Taj Boyd to Sammy Watkins. Uh, is is the thing that stands out. I mean, I was actually working on the football staff at that time as part of a sports staff role for for Coach Sweeney, and I can still see Taj drifting back. And Sammy wasn't even fully healthy; he was battling a, a hamstring. And Boyd just drops back, and he just lets it fly high and long. And just Sammy just went and ran by everybody and ran under it there in the dome and hauled it in, you know, for for a touchdown. Uh, that's that's the seminal moment that. That I remember. Then, you know, I think you got to go back to that Friday night uh, when Syracuse won in the dome. I, I think that that was another big moment, you know, for for Syracuse at, at this at that point in time. In in particular, they weren't a good football team. They weren't a good football team at all, and yet they figured out a, a way uh, to win. Kelly Bryant was the quarterback, and in 2017, got knocked out uh, in that game. Clemson didn't have a response, and Syracuse, you know, figured out a way to win it. Yeah. I think that's a good place to wrap up. Don Munson, the voice of the Tigers, thanks so much for being with us today. Always good to spread a little gospel to the Clemson Tigers. Appreciate you letting me into the Northeast. If you're coming to Clemson, have a blast. We'll treat you like family. Like I said, you will have a great time uh, when you come here. You can repay us, uh, try to repay us when we come up there to play basketball because that's been a of tough course. place for Clemson basketball to try to come to and win. That's true. Oh, yeah. B.J. Hall, though, good player. Yeah. Um, yes. All right, well, that's all the time we have on Lockdown Syracuse today. Thanks for making it your first listen. Go get more on the ACC. Make Lockdown ACC your second listen with Candace Cooper and all the local experts. Go make Lockdown ACC your second listen. I'm Matt Bonaparte with Owen Valentine. We'll see you for the game day or game day preview episode tomorrow.